Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Thursday, May 18th. And this morning, I have a scoopy little nugget for you related to Senator Dianne Feinstein, or DiFi, as she's known in the Senate. When DiFi emerged from a silver car last week and finally returned to the Senate from a more than two-month medical hiatus, she had an unusual person waiting for her right by the sidewalk. Blending into the swarm of aides and reporters was actually the daughter of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Corin Prouda, her name is, who escorted the California Democrat to the Senate floor and back to her office. Few people noticed at the time, unlike Pelosi's other daughters, Alexandra Pelosi, who is a well-respected documentarian, and Christine Pelosi, who's a political name in her own right, Prouda is kind of unrecognizable to a lot of reporters in Congress, even reporters who have been here a long time. Yet, there she was, even yesterday, at DiFi's side as she went to the Senate to vote. This morning, I can report that Nancy Pelosi's family has actually taken on a quiet yet critical role in DiFi's orbit lately. Specifically, Prouda has been taking care of the senator amid her health issues, according to multiple people I spoke to in the past 48 hours. That includes not just helping her recover from shingles when she was in San Francisco, but also helping her now in Washington, where she has been shadowing her as she moves around the Senate. The Pelosi family's foray into the DiFi matter is going to raise eyebrows and cause a messy political entanglement. Pelosi, you might know, is a longtime confidant of Representative Adam Schiff, whom she has endorsed to replace DiFi when she retires from the Senate in two years. Here's the issue. The conventional wisdom in California is that Schiff really only stands a chance of succeeding DiFi if she stays in her seat and serves a full term. I was speaking to somebody close to the Pelosi family yesterday who told me that they know that if DiFi resigns now, there's going to be an enormous probability that Congresswoman Barbara Lee would actually get that job, since Governor Gavin Newsom has said he will appoint a black woman to serve out DiFi's term. The source added that the relationship between Pelosi, her daughter, and the senator is being kept under wraps and held very closely. The person told me, quote, it's very tricky and political because they want her to stay in Congress. The thinking is that if DiFi stays as long as possible, it will help Schiff win. Now, Pelosi's office confirmed to me pretty late last night that her daughter indeed has been supporting DiFi in her recovery of the shingles. Her spokesman sent a statement declaring that DiFi and Pelosi's daughter have been close for decades, as have the former speaker in DiFi herself. But Bennett also pushed back on this notion that Pelosi was trying to influence DiFi's decision to stay in the Senate. He told me that anyone who knows DiFi knows that that's entirely her own decision, and Pelosi would never suggest otherwise. Yet, at the same time, keep in mind that Pelosi has been among the most vocal defenders of DiFi's decision to stay in the chamber and serve out her two years in Congress. And that comes despite the fact that a lot of Democrats believe that DiFi has really lost a step and needs to step aside for the good of the country and for her own constituents. Pelosi vocally pushed back on Congressman Ro Khanna, for instance, another Democrat from California who asked DiFi to step aside. Pelosi suggested those remarks were sexist, saying, quote, I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate. Yet, obviously, for anybody who's covered DiFi in recent years, there has been a deluge of reports about her mental state for a while now. I mean, I'm remembering a story back 
as early as April of 2022, when the San Francisco Chronicle reported that lawmakers who worked with DiFi closely said that she didn't even recognize them anymore. And that only seems to have worsened, even though she's back in the Senate. Just two days ago, DiFi appeared to have no memory of the fact that she had been out of the Senate for two months. She told reporters that, I have not been gone. I've been working. I've been here. I've been voting. Except she hasn't been. And the fact that she doesn't know that is obviously a bit concerning. Just for a little context here, the news about Pelosi's family involvement comes as DiFi has sort of found herself grappling with the shingles in this healthcare crisis almost entirely on her own. Her husband died last year. Her longtime chief of staff left the Hill this spring, as did a number of other longtime DiFi alums. And meanwhile, there's some uncertainty about her relationship with her daughter, Catherine, who typically would be the one at her side and taking care of her. A person close with DiFi firmly pushed back on the notion last night that the two were estranged in any way. Catherine, I'm told, was actually involved on the regular when it came to DiFi's recovery and care from the shingles. Beyond confirming that the two are indeed spending time together, they wouldn't say if Pelosi's daughter is living with the senator, why she was chosen, if she was getting paid, or especially if she was encouraging DiFi to remain in her seat, which would help Pelosi ally Adam Schiff. Regardless, I think we can say this morning that this entire setup is going to draw a lot of scrutiny from Democrats who want to see Feinstein resign and allow someone else to fill that position so that Senate Democrats can more easily confirm nominees and pass legislation. So keep an eye on this story. In other news this morning, the National Archives appears to have informed Donald Trump that they have 16 records showing that him and his top advisors were well aware of the declassification process when he was president. This comes as special counsel Jack Smith is obviously weaning in on some sort of conclusion about whether he broke the law when he took a number of classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. Trump has said in the past that he has a right to take those documents. Well, right now, the National Archives is going to be pushing back on that. So keep an eye on this story. This morning, President Joe Biden will be landing in Hiroshima, Japan, where he will be speaking at the annual G7 summit. One key thing he's going to be discussing, economic stability worldwide. And that is going to be a little difficult for him, given that we are now two weeks out from a potential economic disaster here if Congress can't find a way to raise the debt ceiling before the nation defaults. Obviously, that sort of ripple effect will be felt not only by Americans here, but worldwide as stock markets tank around the globe. The House and the Senate are both in. The House is going to be meeting at 9 a.m. to vote on legislation to support local law enforcement officers and condemn efforts to defund and dismantle the police. And this comes a day after Republicans basically sidelined this effort by House Democrats to try to expel George Santos. In the Senate, the Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee is going to be holding a hearing on oversight and financial regulators at 9.30. And for more information about what the day is going to look like and for more news, visit politico.com slash playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening.